This is the EWN Podcast Network. This is episode number two of the Feminine Essence Podcast. Welcome to Feminine Essence. Feminine Essence is a podcast for women following their passions in business. Each episode of Feminine Essence, we feature interviews and advice on how to increase your visibility with greater success and impact while inspiring you to step into your feminine essence. Here's your host, Steffi Joe. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to Feminine Essence, a podcast for women following their passions in business. I'm Steffi Joe, and today I have a special guest. Her name is Gina Tufano. And I'm really excited about her. She's got such an infectious personality and smile and laughter that it's just such a joy to be around her. And so I'm excited for, for you to experience her also. She's a woman who is on top of her game in the real estate business in Northern Virginia. You know, we only had so much time, so she couldn't tell everything, but she has such a wide range of experiences that really contributes to the success she is today. And I, I believe that it's going to take more than one podcast to really experience the fullness of what she brings and what we could learn from her. She speaks a lot about how she connects with her clients. And this is what she contributes to her success is relationships first. I believe she is known in all over Northern Virginia for you know, creating friends from all her clients as she just loves that connection. And it's just a tribute to how much she cares and how important it is to her. And so I'd love for us to, to get a, a piece of that energy and to understand that here's a woman who, you know, takes serious the importance of relationships and to build and her company and to be the success it is today. And her passion of connecting with her clients or her customers, it also, you know, it doesn't stop there. It also goes into how she creates a culture with her employees and with her team. And what, what that does in, in using and, you know, creating relationships and using that as uh, that concept or that that mindset, it also feeds why she is so successful. So I really am anxious for her to share some of this with you. And so Gina Defano, just to give you a little more information before we get started, she is the CEO of Team AGC. And this is a real estate company in Northern Virginia. She started out as an agent in 1996. She has built up a successful group of experienced agents that specialize in full-service residential sales. She's on track to serve 100 families in 2018. Gina prides herself on connecting with each client listening to their stories and making each transaction a stress-free, as stress-free as possible. So Gina and her team have been recognized over the years for their work by Washington Magazine, Inman, TEDx, Washington Post, Northern Virginia Board of Realtors, and more, consistently earning the title of Luton's Best 
through various organizations. Her favorite was when Posh Magazine listed her as the editor's choice for Northern Virginia as the realtor you'd probably end up being friends with as it aligns with their mission of personal service. When not working, Gina enjoys spending time with her three boys, her puppy and cat. When not meandering through the trails of Virginia, she's an avid traveler, philanthropist, and is currently addicted to coconut chai. Oh, that sounds good. So Gina can be reached on social media platforms or at www.teamagc.com. And I'll have all that in the notes on this podcast. So here we go. Let's get started with listening to Gina and her infectious personality. I just think you're going to totally enjoy it. And if you do, please, I would really appreciate if you would subscribe to this podcast and listen to the other feminine entrepreneurs that I have coming up in the future to just maybe inspire or make your day or, you know, just, just know that there are other feminine entrepreneurs out there that are going through what you may be going through or getting ready to go through. And I just know that this connection that we have just being in that space with each other just makes a big difference for our day. So please join me and subscribe to Feminine Essence. So here we go, Gina Tufano. So welcome, Gina. I'm so happy you're here. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, you know, I've just, you're one of my favorite people to talk to because you're so vivacious. I got to say you're vivacious. I love your laughter. And, you know, we've known each other for a little while now. And, and a couple uh, years now. Yeah. And so it's always fun. Uh, the energy that you bring to our conversations, um, Every time that we're together, it just, you know, it just lights up. You light up the room. Let's put it that way. You light up you the know, room. You do so too. Happy. I think I told you you were glowing when I saw oh. you. Oh, yeah. thank you. So we're a good match, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so what I want the, would like the listeners to know here is one of the things I love about you is your heart. And the second thing I love about you is you are an action taker. And I believe that combination is really a fundamental combination for a feminine entrepreneur. I mean, you know, to, we uh, in our essence as feminine entrepreneurs, you know, it just, we, when we connect to that essence of who we are, then it just really makes, it accentuates our passions and the success of our business. And I just think you embody all of that. And with that said, I have some questions for you. I might. <laughs> okay. So you have been an entrepreneur for quite a long time now. Pretty and, much my entire adult life. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why one of the, another reason I'm so excited to have you here and talking with our audience. But before we go into that, I would like to ask you to speak to the why. Why are you in the business that you're in? Or if it's not, you know, I, I don't want to give you too many things there, but 
tell us, was there a moment or was there, say, a reason, a trigger, something, or did you just know your whole life that you're an entrepreneur? That's a tough one. Did I just know? I probably did just know, if that makes sense. So every, I had a handful of jobs, but they were all, you know, young, teenage. Like I worked in a bank. I worked in a Hallmark store. I worked in a dental office for a while. I was a hygienist up in Jersey until I came down here. But that was like a hot second. And everything that I did, I seemed to always want to, like I always gave it my all. And I was always looking at the bigger picture. Like not just I'm going in, I'm going to do my job and I'm going to leave. It was what can I, how can we make this better? How can we grow with it? Real estate came about that same way. Uh, We were looking for a house and I was frustrated and I got my license. And I mean, that's really, I'm going to just do it. And I gave it my all. And it, see, it's the perfect, it's almost like I fell it happenstance, it, you know, or no, there's no coincidences, but it was serendipitous the way I came to a business that grew with me. So I started as an individual agent. I had to learn it all. I had to do it all. And that was great. You had to wear every hat. You had to see everything. And then I needed help. So I had to hire somebody and I had to be, and that's scary when you have to pay someone else, you know, money and you have to give someone else responsibility. And then I had to, that, then I had to hire another agent. So now I had to give like a complete control of a transaction over. And then I had to learn how to lead them. So first, you know, getting them is one thing, but learning, teaching to lead them allowed me to have more personal growth. And as it got bigger, I needed more systems and it was just trial by fire the whole way, but it was the absolute perfect industry for me. Because as I grew or as the company grew, I had to grow. And I always like to look bigger. So as you climb higher, you see the next mountain, blah, 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 blah. Could I have done that in any other industry? Maybe. But real estate allows me to connect on a personal level, get client stories. I'm not, it's not a quick sale. It's Mm -hmm. not, there's analytical parts to it, but it's not an analytical job. So I get to use my brain, but... I'm not sitting at a desk looking at numbers all day. I really get to know people. My very first client is still my friend. I just saw her three weeks ago and it has been 20 some odd years. She doesn't even, I'm not in production anymore. The last two transactions, I wasn't even her agent, but we still, mm. we still talk. We still communicate. So it was perfect. Wow. Yeah. And a big wise you know, people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. How do you mention that? You know, I, I think what I heard is one, you're an innovator. I mean, I think you're always innovating in that growth. You've, you found something that, you know, you could make better along the way and Mm -hmm. you kept, so the growth and the innovating, but you know, what I love is what you said about stories and about connecting with people, relationships. So is that a core part of who you are is building relationships? How are we friends? <laughs> um, it's exactly what I do. Can I tell them the story of how we're friends? Yes, yes. I so I um, was calling in for my first Tony Robbins event and I happened to get George on the other line. But at like nine o'clock on a Saturday night with my girlfriend on speakerphone, we kept him on the phone for like two or three hours. Like it was a ridiculously long period of time. He's laughing. We got his birthday. We got you to get, we got his address so we could send him a birthday card. And what was it? Like two months later, I was out visiting my mom and we met at a restaurant. And mm-hmm. you know, how many, however many years later, here we are. Yeah. That's 
what I do. I yeah. want to know people. I don't, even the person answering the phone to take, essentially take my order, right? Like I'm right. calling in to register for something mm-hmm. and I end up sending him a birthday card and becoming good friends with him and his wife. Who's he posted me, posted my son without me, you yeah. know, like, We've just, that's, I can go just about anywhere that I've already been, or even if I haven't, I'll ask who I need to know Mm -hmm. and make a similar connection. I will find good people just about anywhere. And I love, I love it with my clients. I love it with um, travel. I love it, you know, seminars, anything that I do, there's, I just love it. Yeah. It's the stories. I want to know who you are. When I go on a listing appointment, the very first thing, well, I don't anymore, but the very first thing I would do is sit down and I don't want to walk through your house. I don't want to show you comps. I don't want to talk about money. I want to know what it is that you want to do and why do you want to do it? And sometimes, and I offer up, well, you could do it this, this, or this. And, you know, sometimes one of those is not me selling your house. (laughs) You know, like sometimes they're in over their head with a payment. Well, let's try a loan modification. Can Mm -hmm. you do that? Yes, we can do that. You know, and that's, doesn't serve me in any way, but that conversation, you know, we're having children where, you know, whatever it is, maybe you need an addition, maybe you need this, you know, yeah. that's the core reason yeah. for my, that's I, my I love it. I love it. Cause you know, to me and in, in business and what to create the success, it's connection first. Mm-hmm. It's, and that connection, that building relationships. And without that, then you really don't have anything. Well, and when I struggle, like everybody struggles, you know, growth right. is sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like two steps back, one step forward, but yeah. you know, we have rough patches. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, where was I going with that? Well, I like this, the two steps forward and the one step backwards. We were starting to dance. Like yeah, we were doing the cha-cha and I got all, I got all excited. <laughs> Somebody said music. Um, no, like... <laughs> I, I don't know. I well, that's okay. Here's a question. I think you had brought up, and a couple of times I've heard about this, and I wanted you to talk to the the listeners about it. Tell us about your relationship huh. with polka dot shoes in business. Well, polka dot shoes. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I love. I have most. I have like four pairs of different polka dot shoes. Mm-hmm. I like. Um, they're my signature. I would wear them to conferences I, because they make people happy. People comment on them. They make me happy. Um, and they're like, how can you, everyone goes to conferences in sneakers and I'm the girl in the polka dot shoes. Um, it's a conversation starter. It's a way to connect with people. But what I just recently, I went to, this is funny because this just happened a couple of weeks ago. I went to a top 500 agents in the region or so it's some top agent thing. And I saw a really, she runs a really big team. So she's the director of operations for the team. And I've known her for years and we looked down, I'm like, Oh, I love your shoes. And they were a checkerboard pattern, actually kind of like what I'm wearing now. Mm -hmm. And I had polka dots and um, she's like, Oh, I love your shoes. And we took a picture of them because they were just so funky. And later she's like, cause she's the analytical one. She's got the straight lines and I'm the the rainmaker or the mega. Those were like terms they use for, you know, the business. And I'm polka dots and I'm all over the place. So I need her and she needs me. Like we complimented each other. Our shoes matched our personalities. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, no, my polka dot shoes are the best. I've had them re-sold and healed so many times. Really? Like that one pair I still have. I have others now, but that yeah. my original polka dot shoes, I just keep oh. getting re-healed, resold, you know. I love it. But you have another story about where you you wore them, weren't you? 
in, uh, went into a meeting with, they were all men. Uh, well, I, I can't, you know, I don't, I can't actually think of the one story you're talking about, but there's yeah. a lot of times where I am the one sitting there. It happens more around so in real estate. I'm usually in a couple family environment or whatever, but when the market was crashing, we were dealing with a lot of foreclosures and short sales. And that put me in a business world, which I'm not usually in. I'm usually, you know, everywhere. I'm not in office space. And I walk in and everyone's all in their suits and they're all, you know, we're, they're getting down to business. We're talking about short sales and, you know, bottom lines and net. And I just come walking in my polka dot shoes. I'm always dressed for my personality. So like, well, I, well, you are too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not boring and I'm not going to pretend to be, you know, I do wear suit jackets. I do wear, mm-hmm. I also wear jeans. I wear heels. I wear, you know, but like today I have leggings on with this and a pair of heels and it's cute, but I'm not stiff like this. And yeah. when I come walking in, I, 90% of the time I'm on my game. So I feel like I am a breath of fresh air for the room. Like, I just feel like I am coming in. I feel, I feel the air instantly change as long as I'm good. There's that 10% of the time where I walk in and I just feel like, I don't know if I want right. to be that person right now, but I can feel it when you're in the flow, in the zone, expressing your essence, mm-hmm. doing what comes natural to you. It is so easy and you can change. It's almost like the cards just fall at your feet the way there's it's it happens. Yeah. What if the harder you work, the luckier you get, but it's not, it's working on what's, what fits you. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was an accountant, I would probably be okay at it, but I would be miserable. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't do it for me. Yeah. So it's that flow, but it's like a breath of fresh air. Like I come walking in and it's just like, or getting on the stage, you know, with Gary Keller, I was on the stage with Gary and there's the picture of me. So everyone else is all there, you know, yeah. We're getting some award and you can see everyone's pictures. Mine, I'm like, ah, that's who I am. I, you know, like that's the picture that ended up on the big screen is me with right. my hands up because it was exciting. It was happy. It yeah. was, that's what I we're love it. We're I love it. You are being you. I just love it. And what you said, you know, you are by going in and being you and being the essence of who you are, you do bring that fresh air it is like into fresh. the room. I feel the whole room. Yeah. Change. So how, what was the, could you tell, okay, so you're embodying you and your essence and got your polka dot shoes on and you're walking into this room with these businessmen. How did they react? How were they with you, with your confidence and who you were? How was, what did, what was the reaction? The majority is positive. Mm-hmm. There are some people that feel threatened, but the majority is very positive. I, I, my smile's big. My, you know, I don't come in. So some, I was talking with somebody last night about your podcast and like what I was doing and your mission and, you know, how you're bringing feminine energy and, you know, how women can do things. And I'm like, but I was never in the corporate world per se. Like I never felt I had a glass ceiling. And I think there's... And then I kept, I processed it a little bit more. And I think it has a lot to do with mindset. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you have limits, you have limits. Yeah. And I get that. I mean, I've, I've read the books. I've seen the studies where if a guy, you know, male real estate agents have a higher close ratio than female. They do, you know, and I'm sure they just do. Um, But I'm not, that's not my story. You know, my story is I'm great. (laughs) Like, I know what I'm doing. We're going to be fine. Let me see what you need. Let me connect. And I don't look at myself. I don't look at being 
a woman as a limiting factor mm-hmm. at all. If anything, I feel like it provides me an edge because the feminine energy is a little more maternal. It's a little more emotional. And that's how you connect. Now you can't be like, when I say emotional, I mean, able to not, you know, raving lunatic, right. Right. (laughs) In adults, but I think it actually gives us an advantage. You know, I know there's lots of, in the real estate world, there's a lot of male coaches that are trying to tap into their feminine and it's kind of neat. And Mm. I think so maybe I just connected something. So as women entrepreneurs, we have to tap into our male energy a little bit. That's what gives us the ability to walk in the room. That's why I said 90% of the time, that's my confidence. That's my, and sometimes it's, you fake it till you make it. I do the Superman pose before I walk in every once in a while, you know, to center yourself. But um, that is, but that feminine energy, I think we get an edge from it. I really think it's a benefit, not a negative. Oh yeah, I think so. I think in in uh, what I speak about and in uh, have conversations with other women is we do have you know the feminine essence and the or feminine energy and the masculine energy. Right. But you just touched on it, and I had a vision or a visual of when I was speaking the other day about okay, you know, as feminine entrepreneurs and with that feminine essence and we want to be authentic, we want to be who we are and there's strength in that that we're just now really learning how to tap into. Uh Although, I mean, I've been in business in the aircraft industry, a male-dominated industry for 34 years. So I was tapping into my masculine a lot and too much. And so there was a point that I thought okay, you know, I've got to go over to my feminine. I'm not myself. I'm not authentic. But yet you just said, you said something. We need to, we need that masculine part of ourselves sometimes. And so the vision was, what if I am standing in the, the confidence of my feminine energy, my feminine essence, but I'm standing on the foundation of the support of my masculine side, my masculine. That's exactly it. Is does I think that's what you were saying is right. that. And that's when I said that 90%, 10%, like, but sometimes mm-hmm. when I don't feel it, I'm missing the masculine. And yes. so I don't have the, I don't know, confidence or, you know, yeah. I just don't have whatever I yeah. need to support standing on the right. support, like the it's foundation. Just, yeah, I really believe that we can't forget that side of ours ourselves because right. it's part of us, right? Right. I know. Well, I, I love that. Then, you know, when so I think the ones that most people warm up to me, and that really is, you know, if I come into a room and I'm completely mm-hmm. different, and you know, I'm not out there, but you know what I mean. My energy right. comes in. I'm happy, and all right, let's go. Once they realize I know what I'm talking about too, you know, there's a little bit of that. But there's some people that keep their wall up, and those are the ones I think that probably should use a little feminine energy. Yeah. You know, yes. and that's and I think that's those are probably the people who are holding the glass ceiling or hold, you know, yeah. trying to hold it down, and whether it's intentional or not you know, a lot of what we do is subconscious, but I would say they, that's the thing. Men are really good at lots of things. This is not, I I love men, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like we need them Yes, um, we do for lots of things. And so it's not that, but you have to be who you are when you're in your flow and you're able to recognize that you're, you're both, you're everything. We're both parts. Mm -hmm. If you can put those two pieces together, if you can recognize the 10%, and be in your flow, you're 90, that's a hundred. Yeah. If you 
deny any of it, or if you try to shrink your feminine because you think you have to raise your masculine to survive. Mm -hmm. I had a short period in the business where I had some clients tell me that I wasn't nice enough. I was like, I think it's when it first started growing. So I guess looking back, I was more in my masculine. Cause can mm-hmm. you imagine anyone saying to me now that I was, I, not that I was mean, but they literally told me I wasn't nice. Like they yes. gave me some feedback. They said, we'll go with you because I, we think you'll do it, but you know, we're not, we're not overjoyed about that. You know, like, yes, I wish you were a little nicer by the end, you know, we're best friends. We still talk today. I just yeah. didn't the other, but, you know, so it's all good. It's <laughs> right, all worked right. out. But that feedback, it really, I thought about it. Like, how can I, and I realized when I wrote emails, I was very, I forgot to say hello. I was forgetting, you know, I was very to the point. This is what we have to do. My pleases and thank yous. I was very, you know, curt. And that's not who I am. I'm the one that signs things with X's and O's. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I mail random cards out. I put stickers on my envelopes. I'm like, I'm that, I want, I want you to smile when you get my letter, you know? Yeah. And there's times for business, but Mm -hmm. even in business, you don't have to, I want them to see my name and smile. So I have to share my enough of me so that when you get the one or two short emails, because we're in crisis or there's something going on, or, you know, you, you'll still remember me as a smile because that's who I am. And when I got too busy, I lost that. Yeah. Well, and so that's part of your growth and that's what you've been doing this for many years. And so this journey of yours that you talked about, what you had to go through to grow and grow your team. And, you know, you went through all the succession there to get to the success that you are today. So I wanted to ask you about that a little bit is through that journey. And, you know, you are, you know, very clear about who you are and, and the type of uh, feminine entrepreneur that you are today. I love it. I just, I love that. But, um, sorry. I just think you you love it. You just embody this, you know. So, your journey as a feminine entrepreneur, you know, growing and succeeding in your industry, can you tell us a little bit more about that, that journey? I think what I'm trying, I'm relating to is there's a lot of listeners that they're going through their journeys. And, um, and learning, we've got, you know, emerging leaders, we've got um, entrepreneurs that are building, we're, and we have ones that are, have already succeeded, but they're going to the next level. So yeah. what can you bring to us from your experience that might, they might be interested in? Um, so in the growth of the business, it really was a lot of trial by fire. Mm-hmm. And with each phase, I would look for somebody who was already doing what I was doing or succeeding at the level that I was succeeding. And so it's a lot of books, seminars, but all of that got me to a certain point, which was a really good point. It was a really good spot, but I got stuck there. Like I, I, you know, I was already, I was already receiving a lot of accolades. We were doing really well, top, whatever, half percent, you know, like we're, we're doing awesome, but we couldn't seem to break it. And we were stuck there and this, and for about four years, our numbers stayed flat and I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, no, I, and I would try to all the other tools that I had, you know, I tried every tool in my toolbox. Well, maybe if I did, maybe if I marketed more consistently, or maybe if I read my data better, or maybe if I poured more into this, and those were all things I was already doing. And I'm like, well, maybe if I just get better at it, it'll get better. And I had literally set the same goal for my team almost four years, four years straight. 
And to the point where I didn't even want to put it on paper anymore. I'm like, this is, I don't want a vision board. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to get there. And I'm like, I give up, you know, like I can't, I, I uncle. And I just said, you know what? So I worked really, really hard. I tried to do it all by myself. And that was horrible. Let me hear you say that again. You tried to do it all by yourself. Yes. I tried to do it. Isn't that what we do? I took the job back. Like I took it back from my team and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And yes, our numbers went great. And we were on target to do that. I also broke out in hives from head to toe. And my director of operations, who I've had, she's six years now. She goes, you're done. We're not allowed to be in the field. Like you're done. And I, well, what am I going to, and I keep going back and I keep, how are we going to do this then? Like, what am I going to do? And I decided the mind shift set there. So if you're stuck, because this was the longest time I was stuck, I invested in them. Mm-hmm. I stopped looking at the number. I stopped looking at, you know, transactions or, you know, even clients. I stopped. I looked at my team mm-hmm. and I decided to invest in them. How can we get them to grow or to what, where are they stuck? And all of a sudden we, you know, you make some shifts, you take people out of certain roles, some we, you know, you release from the industry. So you bring in new people, you move them around with what they're doing. You get their strengths and weaknesses. We redisked everybody. You know, what are, where are you now? This is where you were when you started, but where are you now? We adjusted job titles. We swapped mm-hmm. what people were doing. Guess what we're doing this year? What? We met our goal in July. We're done. Like we're, we do, we, I broke the ceiling that I couldn't break for years and I crushed the ceiling that I couldn't break for years. And it was all because I just threw my hands up and I'm like, I, I couldn't do it by myself. You can't take your job back. And I just needed to, I don't want to say build a better system because they're people, but I needed to look at who the players were in my game. I needed to be a coach. I needed to coach my team rather than yes. be a part of the players. So if you're stuck, obviously go to people who have done it before. You know, there's nothing is new. Everything. Right. I read a book, Steal Like an Artist. Mm, um, yes. Short. Have you read it? Yes. I, yes. It I might have said it. <laughs> super short little book, but it was so powerful. Like just the thought that every single thing we see around us already existed. Somebody just changed it. You know, all the colors existed, all the sounds, all of the, you know, it, it's all letters like that. Everything already existed. We're just twisting yeah. it around and changing it, you know? We're innovating um, it, yeah. Yeah, you're stealing yes. like an artist. You're taking a yes. sound or a picture or an image or an idea. And you're- but I love what you said that you invested in your team. Mm-hmm. You turned it around to them. Can, mm-hmm. can you say a little bit more about how you did that or what, what, what that um, looked like? Yeah, what did that look like? It was, I took away some of our parameters, which were probably me trying to put too much masculine in there. Um, We're a team of all women and two guys. So there's 10 of us. We're eight women and two guys. And we make fun of them a little bit. And they make fun of us. Like, oh yeah, I got it so bad. I'm working around a bunch of women. But it's, you know, it works. But um, I took away some of the structure. Like, so at first I had mandatory, they had to check in with me once a week. It was like, you know, we had to do this and it just, that felt like work. Like we're not, this is our life. You know, this is not, I don't like work goals. Like when we sit down and make our goals, what are your life goals? Like what, because, and they involve work, but they also involve all these other things and we need to bring them together. So I took, I got rid of the mandatory. I used to have them have to log in how many people they talked to and what they did. And, you know, cause I'm looking for the mistakes and that's, mm-hmm. or, 
that's bad. And I, I obliterated all of that. And instead I just started talking to them. I literally, it's the same thing I do in real estate. I just started, what are you doing? What do you like? What don't you like? What are you good at? If you could do anything, what would it be? And I found out, you know, the one agent who was doing really well and trying really hard, but she didn't want to work that hard. You know, she just didn't want to. So I let off of her as far as how much, how many leads or, you know, how much I had her kind of in real estate. It's I I give her clients or I give her leads and she has to follow up. I stopped doing that. Her production didn't change at all. I gave her less and her production stayed the same. And that allowed me to give those leads to somebody else who could use them. Mm. And so, and then I used to have, well, you're, you've only been with us for a year. You can only work with buyers. You can't work with sellers. And I had all these stupid rules. And I mean, I'm going to tell you they're stupid. Like, cause some people are naturally better at one or the other, or we're a big enough team that we can sublet things out. Why not let them do what they're good at? And they like, because they'll be better. Just like the agent. I took all these leads away from her. Mm-hmm. I lowered her stress level, increased her time with her kids. And she made the same amount of money. Nice. Um, so things like that, it was all yeah. conversations. It was just, mm. where are we going? What do we right. like? And it, while it's not a democracy per se, it is. Yeah. But you connected. And, and I'm going to go back to, you know, you are about connecting and building relationships. You were doing that with your clients and their lifelong friends, some of them. And you turned that around and, and applied the same thing to your team. Right. And it worked like magic. It worked like magic. Not just it worked. It worked like magic. I looked for years to figure out what to do. I love that. So So, now I'm excited. Well, uh, and then we created, they always say you need when you have a team or you have employees that you all have to have the same vision. I had heard that a thousand times. mm, Like you all have to be working towards the same goal. And I thought we all were. We're working towards this magical number of transactions. We want to be you know, so big, that's not, that's a stupid, like never again, never again. Am I going to make that the goal? Instead it was, where do you see yourself? You know? And so there's one agent on my team who wants to be me. I'm like, okay, I would love that. Go, go for it. I will help you be me. There's another one who wants, you know, like, and I just, let's do it. Let's get you where you want to go. Cause we, I drew an org chart. I knew what pieces I had to fill and I just started, which one do you want? Which one do you want? Let's work right. towards that one. Not, oh, you're here. So this means you're on this track. Well, if you want to jump and go over here, let's figure out how to do that. And it's um, it changed everything. I love it. Because that also reminds me too of as you're growing. Yes, as you're growing, you, you're you lifting as you climb. I forget how I'm paraphrasing like a little bit, but you lift as you climb. I like And it's... um. You know, I talked to um, many, I belong to eWomen Network mm-hmm. and um, Sandra Yancey. I got, I wish, oh, I should, I should know this, but I'm paraphrasing, but lift as you climb. And so you're giving of yourself and you're climbing and you're growing, but you're bringing them too mm-hmm. and you're helping them. It's a great, I mean, that's I made my their heart. goals my goals. That's really what I did. I made their goals my goals because everywhere they want to go, I've I've done. Like they're climbing up in the business. Well, if I'm the top of the business, I so I just keep teaching them. Okay, this is how you do that. And I would love it if they would replace me. Like I'm that's wonderful. So (laughs) I love it. Well, Gina, uh, we're getting close. Before we wind this down, I have a question for you. And it is a question that I ask um 
everybody that I interview. Oh, okay. <laughs> so here it is. And I mean, you know, just see what comes up. Okay. Don't think too hard, okay? <laughs> okay. Not as fast, right? Here's the question. If you had the ability to come back in another life as a flower and you could choose where you would grow and bloom, where would that be? You've asked me this question before. I know. You know and me I, for a while. <laughs> I don't think I'd pick the same answer though. <sighs> so the first time you asked me this question, I wanted to be on a rocky outcropping. Mm-hmm. because I wanted to see everything. And I know exactly where it is. It's a spot on the Appalachian Trail. And, you know, I, yeah. I know exactly where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a rocky outcropping overlooking a valley, but so high up that it, you can't see it a valley. You know, you're, you're mm-hmm. in the middle. You can't really make out what the bottom is. Yeah. And you get the winds and you get the rains and you can see the sunrise and the sunset and the storms come and go. But there's nothing really around you. You know, like you're just this... And I think it had something to do with, I was in a kind of survival mode when I first reached out to you. I had a lot going on, um, the accident and all that. So, and I really saw that when you started asking the question before I got that image, because I already had it, I was picturing lush green. I was picturing a, um, like a dandelion, like, or a daisy, like a very common flower in a lush, very lush, very green, very lush sun maybe a meadow, but it wasn't, wasn't like a wildflower. Like it was like a dandelion almost, but not, mm. it's prettier, but it was just, I was just there. I was with the people. I kind of, I took myself from a rocky ledge and put myself in the valley in oh. the sun and the, that's was my first image. And I didn't follow it right away because I went to the rock, but yeah, that's a significant uh, difference. Yes. Like that is, Significant. So I would be in a lush, I would be a pretty, very pretty flower, but a common flower. I wouldn't be somewhere because I would be a pretty common flower. I love it. I love it because when you're describing that, then the whole connection and the relationship and those around you, you're not alone. Uh You know, you've come from that aloneness down into the valley of the many. And ironically, there was a period of time, which I think is probably when I was talking to you um, around the accident, I went on 11 appointments in a row and didn't get any of them. I have like a 90% close ratio over averaged over 20 years, 11 in a row. And that was right during that same time period. And it's sort of interesting. I was struggling. I didn't know how to, I had a lot of balls in the air and you told me to put them in bubbles. Do you remember that? I don't know oh. if you remember this conversation. You told me to just take every little, every problem. Oh, this is what I envisioned. I don't remember what your words were, but this is how it played out in my head. Yeah. Um, just take them and like encaps, encapsulate them into bubbles and just see them. And they're all safe and they're in their little bubble and it's okay. And I can just take them down one at a time and work on them. And they would just float there. And it no longer felt like chaos. Um, I, I had a lot on my plate and I didn't know how to do it. And you... And I still have that vision. I was sitting in a parking lot when I was talking to you on the phone and you told me to put them in bubbles and I can still see that. So beautiful. Oh, yeah. And then I got out over my 11 appointment. Yes. (laughs) But you're so successful now and you've broken through, you've broken through your um, your numbers. That's exciting. Gina, that's exciting. It is a great year. Yeah. Well, we're going to tie it up and I would, I'd like to ask 
I don't know why I say tie it up because I don't have any rope. I'm sorry. We're going to hot tie this. <laughs> but so is there any last thing that you would like to say to the audience or um, how, how would they get a hold of you if they want to, you know, Okay, well, I am very easy to find. I'm pretty Tell us, please. Oh, you can find me anywhere. Um, it's my name, Gina Tafano. You will find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. They're all just my full name. My business is out there too, but you, it all connects. So you can remember the Gina Tafano. My email address is Gina at teamagc.com. We've switched over. So I was asked Gina and company for the longest time in this past year with my whole go to the team. They all said they felt weird with my name. You know, like saying that they worked for like my name in their title. So we AGC is Ash Gina and Company. We literally changed the company name. I traded in my license plate that said Ash Gina that I've had for 15 years to Team AGC. So we are Team AGC. It will be fully official next year, but that's where you want to go. The URL is up. Nice. Um, but Gina Tavana, find me anywhere. Um, and if you're thinking about real estate, I would love to talk to somebody, you know, if any of your listeners wanted to know if real estate was the career path for them, I would be happy to talk to them. Love it. Love it. Thank you. And I'm going to put all that in the, in the notes on the podcast. Okay. So it will also be there for the listener or, you know, when they... Fresh your essence. This is only for people who listen to stuff. Oh, thank you. Oh, lovely. Thank you. So I, I hate to say goodbye. I just love talking to Gina. Well, I appreciate the opportunity so much. You, you. Are, you have such a spot in my heart. I mean, I oh. am so grateful that our paths have crossed and that they continue to cross as the That's, years go by. So oh. I'm super excited. And I'm so proud of all the stuff you've been doing too. Oh. I love watching you grow and it just makes me happy. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm, if you were here, I'd just give you a big squeeze. So <laughs> thank you so much. and. We'll be talking again. We'll be chatting soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. And if you're interested in hearing more and finding out how to work with Steffi Joe to enhance your feminine essence for greater visibility and success, visit expressyouressence.com. Until next time, be your essence. This is the EWN Podcast Network.